Before we get started with the podcast, we had some sound issues for this episode, so just in advance, so sorry. We're still complete newbies um, and we'll try and get better. But to make up for it, the content today is really good because in today's podcast, we wanted to explore a role in the software industry that as CSC students, we won't have as much exposure on as a career pathway. So we sat down with two Atlassian employees, Isha Mehta, a product manager, and later in the podcast, Andrew Vo, a product management intern. There's three main questions we're going to answer in the podcast, which are, what is a product manager? What's the day-to-day work life? And how can I become one as a CSC student? And hopefully this will give you guys a better idea of product management as a potential career pathway. So back to the podcast. So first question, Isha, what is product manager? Just because there's, I guess from myself, I know product manager to be um, you're kind of the liaison between the customers and the development team, but is there any more you can kind of um, shed between that? Okay, so product managers are responsible for guiding the overall success of a product in an organization and leading a development team in order to do that and improve it over time. Mm-hmm. And me as a product manager, I'm responsible for defining the why, the when, and the what of the product that the engineering team actually builds. Um, so that means I lead a product from its conception to the launch and when we actually release it. Right. So essentially, yes, I do sit between our customers and the development team, but um, what I essentially do day to day is figure out what problems customers are having or what opportunities are there in the market and then figure out how best to solve them together right. with a designer and an engineering lead. So then what um, what's your like, the activity that most kind of, consumes your day like you're always thinking about this like what would that be i'm always thinking about our customers right all the time from the moment that i step into the office to when i leave it's either i'm talking to customers reading customer feedback that we've received or figuring out how better i can actually connect with them um so the role of a product manager is pretty much to be as close to the customer as possible right so how does that kind of manifest itself when your customers are all these developers that are using, say, Alaskan because you're an Alaskan product manager? Mm-hmm. How do you kind of reach the customer and get those kind of valuable feedback? So there's a bunch of different ways to do that. Um, one of the best ways is that we have a program through which our customers can opt in mm. and say, hey, we want to give feedback about Atlassian products. Luckily, Atlassian is um, kind of a cult and <laughs> a lot of our customers are really vocal and yeah. they want to give us feedback and they're great. So it's not hard finding like passionate customers who want to say, hey, this sucks or like, hey, I like this, but I really want more of this. Yeah. Um, so that's really easy to find. Um, on the other hand, we also have like a research team. So if I wanted to, for example, answer a question like, how does the onboarding experience work? And I want to learn more about that targeted thing. Um, they would then reach out to a whole bunch of customers and then say, hey, we want help on this. And then they would respond back and then I would get back to them that way. And the third element is we have a lot of large enterprise customers that we liaise with personally. Right. And not personally, they have technical account managers. So right. um, uh, customers like Netflix, Salesforce, LinkedIn, they all have TAMs. So it's a lot easier to just go to a technical account manager and say, hey, can you? I just want to talk to Netflix about how do they, they do this on an enterprise level. Mm-hmm. And that you just kind of build that relationship and go from there. I think I only knew what product management was like. A year ago, right? I had no, I no clue. And was that kind of necessary? necessary that just by I, I learned about when I got into my internship. I was like, oh, <laughs> so there's a lot of people that are going into internships yeah. that don't necessarily know like how to yeah, get into until you like run into a product manager. I, 
I, I for me, I wouldn't yeah. have known. How, how did how did you know about like this career path? And... Oh goodness, this is going to be a funny story. Um, <laughs> so uh, when I was at university, I did a double degree. I did a bachelor of business and a bachelor of uh, science and computing, um, right. and that was at UTS. And I did previous internships at. Commonwealth Bank as a business analyst, and then I went to Microsoft as a project manager. Very traditional kind of mm-hmm. like um, path for someone doing my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was at Microsoft, I, it was a lot of telling people what to do as a project manager, mm-hmm. saying, hey, we just needs to be done by this timeline because, you know, our client needs it by then. Or um, someone coming to us and saying, we need this training, and it's very much like, okay, we're just going to do this for you. Um, a friend reached out to me and said I should apply for the Atlassian internship because they have free food. Awesome. <laughs> um, ended up doing the internship and just fell in love because mm-hmm. product management wasn't telling people what to do. It was actually figuring it out right. and saying, hey, this is the problem that they're having. But really, like, this is what they're really trying to do and this is how we can best solve it. Um, and then iterating on that as you go along. So, yeah. Yeah. Free food. Yeah. So it was like kind of... <laughs> Food guided you to (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. That's how tech works. (laughs) Food talks. Pretty much, yeah. But like, it was more when I did the intention. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. Oh, okay, this is what it's really like. And like, this is what they really do day to day. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of talking to customers and really kind of seeing, instead of them telling you what to do and you're going, yes, okay, we will provide this for you. It was very much like, hey, like, why do you actually need this? Like, what mm-hmm. problem are you trying to solve? Right. And how best can we help you do that? So it was much more empathy towards Yeah, them, right? 100%. Like, was the kind of the customer telling you what to do and you just say yes, was that more of the business analyst side? Because I know there's two terms, business analyst yep. and then product manager, and I know there's project manager. Yep. What are kind of like the differences between these oh, three terms? I've done all three roles. So, <laughs> yeah. so being a business analyst was a lot of figuring out requirements and then ensuring that the team, the development team actually has those in order to build the thing that we needed to build. Um, being a business analyst, I was very much working within internal teams right. to get that done. Sometimes one project was with an external team, but it was very much like internal teams. We knew what we needed to do. Um, at Combank, it was very much like, hey, we need to move from the service to the cloud. Right. And these are all the requirements that we have from okay. a business point of view. So like being that midpoint between like the business and the mm-hmm. development team. Uh, being a project manager was very much on that consultant side of things where I was actually liaising with our top kind of um, accounts that we had and making sure that they had what they needed to be successful using Microsoft tools. And being a product manager is uh, not listening to anyone except for our customers. <laughs> what they need to be successful in um, our products. So it's a lot of saying no. A lot of the times, right. whether it be to our customers or to our business, because sometimes just because a customer asks you to build a button doesn't mean they really need that button. Right. So you kind of rephrase the question. It's like, okay, why yeah. do you need that? Button? Exactly. It's like, okay, do you really need that? Now that you kind of delved into the motivation stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's really cool. Actually, I want to delve deeper into the your university background. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of kind of like societies out there um, that do consulting, because I know you mentioned that consulting was one aspect of product management. Yeah. Um, what kind of events or activities during university that helped you kind of, maybe not while you're at university, you knew that it was going to help you to become a product manager. Yeah. But what events kind of, if you retrospect back, um, you think was really good in terms of your development there? When I was at university, I was doing two degrees, which meant that um, a lot of my friends at the time were dropping the technology degree because it was really boring. Um, we were learning about the waterfall method. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. um, <laughs> <laughs> we were learning about 
things like the waterfall method, which oh. in, in reality, oh, wow, just, <laughs> whoa, things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't translate to actual industry experience, and we were learning a lot of things that, like, I just didn't see added value to right. my mm-hmm. life, or I didn't know if I could use them to actually add value to other mm. people's lives. So at that point, I was at a crossroads, thinking I should drop um, business. And there was a program that we had at UTS called the Lucy Mentoring Program. Okay. I don't know if you also have that at UNSW. I know you have something similar. What's the like Lucy Mentoring? So yeah. it was pretty much a program. I think UTS runs it, but I think other universities do as well, where they um, take a subset of women in tech because there's not that many women mm-hmm. that actually picked engineering degrees and pair them up with industry um, mentors, like women in the workforce. And they spend around 35 hours with them throughout the year to like yeah. learn more about what they do, what does the organization do, what does tech really look like mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah, I think the and, Women in Tech Society does it with Westpac. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, so that was that was kind of a game changer for me where I realized that like what I was learning at university wasn't what technology was actually like in real life. Right. Technology in real life was exciting, it was fast-paced, things were moving really quickly mm-hmm. and you were learning so much and you had to keep on track with like industry trends and all of those kinds of things which I didn't really do at university. So it was kind of a turning point. I decided to stick with my technology degree, which I'm glad I did, and um, decided to do uh, the internships that I did, which one was at Commonwealth Bank, the other one was at Microsoft. I also got more involved after that point in industry events that were happening at UTS that they were hosting, (coughs) through which I met like a lot of other people that, you know, were actually in tech and they were able to share those experiences. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel for me where I was like, Okay, you have to get through this degree, but at the end of it, like, it's not going to be exactly the same as what right. I'm really doing at university. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I definitely can see that because <clears throat> even in our experiences now, it's like university only kind of teaches you the foundations, and then after that, it's like, okay, I went into my first yeah. internship, and it was just like, everything's different. I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, it's so humbling as well. <laughs> I know. And, like, it's pretty much like they teach you, like, for example, it, you learn about, like, how networking really works, but then when you come to, like, real life and you're actually doing it you have the foundations you can converse about it but when it comes to making trade-offs and saying should we do it this way or that way right. i don't think university really teaches you how to make those decisions right. really well and what trade-offs to make and then how best to communicate yeah. that so that's that like i think in doing internships and actually like going to a lot of industry events where you talk to people about how they do their jobs mm. and what they look like in real life gives you a real glimpse of what your life will be like after and this could have gone the other way for me as well. Like I could yeah. have realized that I completely hated it, which would have been great because exactly. I wouldn't have spent four years doing a degree that <laughs> like, I wouldn't have never used. Right. So that would be the number one recommendation. Talk to people in the industry who are doing stuff that you might want to do. And did you use kind of like LinkedIn to facilitate that or was it just learning about all the events in university that kind of helped you spur that on? Oh, I actually haven't started... I, the last two years is when I've actually started using LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I would recommend anyone who is in university to start using LinkedIn more because right. people are using it. I was just lazy. I have to Same say. Same with me. <laughs> yep. I literally started mine three, four weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> yep. So always like just be on LinkedIn. There's so much content out there that you can right. learn from as well. Um, the way I learned is like I became a part of the Women in IT Society and then they were sending out like mailing um, lists and things like that. So like whatever came up, I was like, great, I'll help out. And then once you meet people and then they're involved in all this stuff, they're always going to tell you about it. Yeah. So like even just associating yourself with someone who's like, you know, is doing things, you can just be like, hey, Adrian, like what's happening next week around, right. you know, this. And then that way you already know. You know yeah. yeah. Does the product management role like have a common DNA trait? Um, maybe everyone's different, but like there's one sort of strand that everyone kind of shares, but that, 
what what strand would that be if there was one? Oh, every product manager will ask why. You will never because, be in a room right. with a product manager and say something needs to be done and they won't say why. <coughs> and it won't be why, it'll be the five whys. It'll be... Uh, five whys? Why Because yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of like, why should we do it? As yeah. like a lazy... Yeah. <laughs> a good do we need to do this? Well, also that, like you yeah. have to question why you are doing things, but also you need to get to the bottom of why you're doing things. So you could say like, hey, I want to go home. Why? Because I'm tired. Why? Because I didn't sleep last night. Right. Why? Because I was up late doing an assignment. Why? Because I obviously <laughs> left it at the last minute. Right. So the cause of the problem isn't that you're tired and you want to go home. It's mm-hmm. because you left things to the last minute and you didn't do your assignment. Right. So that's the common strand that every product manager will ask to their customers, to their business, to their dev team as well. If they say, hey, this is going to take X amount of time. Why? Yeah. Like, why is it taking so long to do something? Or why is, you know, why are we not doing things a certain way? Um, but depending on the role that you're in and the company that you're like actually working for, like your role will change day to day and you'll have to lean into more, sometimes a more technical role, sometimes more a customer facing role, sometimes more of an internal consultant, just a puppet master, getting everyone to do everything, but that would depend. But I think the one common trend would be like asking the whys and being curious about that. So do you think that's intrinsic to a person or like you can develop that sort of curiosity? I think you can definitely <clears throat> develop that sort of curio- oh, curiosity because I, it is I don't difficult, think right? It is hundred percent difficult. Right. Yeah, especially when you're in a customer interview with like a large enterprise and they're saying they really want this X thing. Yeah, and, and you're, you're trying to <laughs> you're, you're trying to tell them <laughs> that. Down, yeah, you're like, it. why? Why do you actually need it? Yeah. What are you trying to do? <laughs> um, but in order to be a successful product manager, that's mm. kind of a muscle that you have to develop right. and like work with, or else. I've learned very early on from all of my failures, um, which is how I learn anyway, yeah, that if you don't, then you end up getting to a point where like your product ends up being cluttered and you end up having this like very disjointed experience because you're not really thinking about the whys right. and you're not really thinking, not just for the customers, but even to communicate back to your dev teams as to why a customer really needs something. Because um, communication and like telling the business and saying, hey, this is the return on investment that you're getting from like investing in X or mm. this is the return we'll get from like building this huge infrastructure or this platform yeah. or something like that. Being able to communicate the why and taking people on that journey with you and saying like, hey, we're doing this for this one customer or like yeah. this X amount of customers <clears throat> and this is the real why. Like this is how it's going to change their lives and really show that value instead of just, we're going to just build a button. Yeah, yeah. Like if you don't know necessarily the root cause of why you're doing this, yeah. then if someone asks you, okay, why are we doing this? You'd be like, ah, we, yeah. they, they wanted it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a, a muscle that you can develop and it doesn't like, it's not hard. Right. Yeah. How, how do you think you would kind of, in your daily life, say someone's listening to this and they're like, oh my God, product management sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. I want to do this as well. Yeah. Um, how would they kind of flex that muscle kind of? If someone asked me um, what I wanted to be when I grow up, um, I didn't know what a product manager was. Right. So I definitely would, ha- would not have said, said that. Especially even in university, I didn't even think that was a viable option. Because yeah. like, I'm really glad you guys are doing yeah. this because I wish I had this when I was at university and I'd learn about product management yeah. a lot sooner than I did because I would have realized that this is a career for me. Right. Um, but <coughs> like one of, the, one of the main things that I would recommend doing like while you're at university to kind of show employers or like just... Kind of learn for yourself whether or not product management is for you as well. Is um, well, you can learn about it online and mm-hmm. do exercises and things like that. But like actually going in and thinking about a an app that you use every single day. Right. Um, think about what you like about it. Think about how you would really improve it and like why you're making the decisions that you are. Mm-hmm. Why would you you know uh, 
include the ability to do X, Y, or Z. And really kind of push yourself to think about those things. And if that's exciting to you, if you're the kind of person who's always like using an application or something and saying, oh my God, like I would improve this in such a this way. And like, I'm pretty sure other people are asking for this as well. Because that's, right. that's who I am as a person. Like I'm the person who actually like, when apps want feedback, I give that back to them because I always want them to improve. And yeah. I give them specific <laughs> feedback and I say, hey, like I performance is not something that should be, you know, X or like you shouldn't do this this way. Like this is this is the problem that I'm trying to solve and you're not helping me right. anyway. <laughs> um, and I'm constantly thinking about those things, especially when like my friends get really annoyed because they're telling me about a problem and I'm like, well, why do you really feel <laughs> <Yes>. that way? <laughs> <laughs> and they like what crack under pressure. Yes. They're like, it's because of this. Yes. So they're always yeah. like, don't try to product manage this friendship. <laughs> so it can really like seep into your life. And I didn't realize how much it was doing it until like I got to this point where my friends were like, please don't try to product manage this friendship. <laughs> they hold um, the intervention for you. You're like, sorry, you need to stop. You need to stop five Exactly. Or like if you're involved in like a startup community, like getting in there and really thinking about like why are you doing it the way that you're doing it do customers really want this mm. um talking to customers and really getting an understanding of that like really just going out and you know trying the role for yourself mm-hmm. um or just go do an internship and see whether or not you like it yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's true right. yeah i guess like kind of sounds similar to like ux and like thinking about why this button should be here and all this how's that different to Management. So at Atlassian, um, the way that we work is a development team will have a product manager, a designer, and an engineering lead. Because mm-hmm. we think that um, building great products means that you need bo- all oh, three of these in order to cool. figure out the why are we building it, how will we build it with engineering, mm-hmm. and then what will we actually build. Mm-hmm. Because that's what design helps with, and that's what design helps figure out um, okay. together with product managers to do that. So I would say the main distinction between me and my designer would be that I figure out the why it happens, and then okay. she figures out what we will actually build, what the shape of the solution will look like, where the buttons and things will go. Mm-hmm. I would definitely have an influence to say what will happen, and we'll mm-hmm. definitely validate it with customers. We'll do lots of user testing and things, but that's kind of where the distinction would go. And if a decision needed to be made on where the button goes, <coughs> at the end of the day, she would get the final call. And for me, I would get the final call on why we're actually doing something or what we're actually working on or what right. problem mm-hmm. we're solving. And then the engineer is the how. <coughs> the engineering is the how, yeah. yeah. Whether we're doing in the back end, the front end, the client side, that's all for engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and that trifecta together makes the best decisions yeah. because we disagree a lot, but we come to a better decision because of it. I'm curious as to like, how do you communicate with like different teams to like explain the same thing mm. so say with like a developer mm-hmm. and then yeah. you're saying that the reason why to a developer compared to the reason why for exactly. to a, I know a marketing yep. yeah person it's understanding what the development team needs to actually build something so the development team usually asks questions like why are we building it what are we actually building what does the shape of the solution look like um the business on the other hand will ask things like um Hey, like, what are we actually building? What problems are we actually solving for our customers? How do we, um, what, are the, what is the return on investment that we're getting? Right. Like, mm-hmm. how much revenue will this increase for us? How much profit will this increase for us? They don't, the business doesn't really care too much about the implementation details. Yeah, they don't care right. if, like, something in the back end is changing like that. They care about, like, what impact that's having. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which of our goals or our OKRs is it hitting? What yeah. value are we creating and what opportunity there is for our customers? Like, how are we changing customers' lives? Um, speaking to our marketing uh, team, it would be very much like, how are we going to message this out to our customers? Like, what what do we tell them? What does this help them solve? And how do we best get them to actually use it and, like, adopt some of the features that we're using? So it's figuring out, like, the intent and, like, what they need to know. Um, 
And as a product manager, I'm in the best position to actually know all of that information because um, I'm facilitating that. Yeah. So it's giving people enough information that they can also help you. Um, if they want to lean in, they also lean in as well. Our marketing teams are based out in San Francisco, so they don't actually sit with us. But we include them in everything that we do. Um, demos, anything like that, so just so they feel closer to the product as well yeah. and they can kind of weigh in whenever they need. Mm-hmm. And we have demos like... Every Friday is where like all the um, our leaders, whoever's in the office, can just pop in and you know just have a look at what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Your background, mm-hmm. you came from information technology as well as business, mm-hmm. um, and then now I notice a lot of product managers also come from technical um, backgrounds. Yeah. What's kind of like the like? Have you basically benefited from your technical knowledge as well because you come from information technology, or does product manager <clears throat> doesn't necessarily have to be technical? Um, also background that. Sorry. Um, I don't think they have to be technical. Um, it does depend on the team that you're working on, but I think having the technical knowledge really does help because speaking to your development teams, mm. they're all coming from a technical, right. technical perspective. You want to be able to actually speak the how. You mm. don't have to know how to actually code. I don't think any <coughs> development team will ever let me code on Magic yeah. PR. Um, I could do it. It would take me a longer time. Right. But being able to actually have that conversation um, and weigh in on the decisions that they're making really helps kind of bridge that gap yeah. between you and the development team. But again, um, Atlassian is building software for other teams to build software. Mm -hmm. It is inherently going to be technical. And the team that I work on is quite technical as well. So while I graduated not being as technical, I've been able to pick up a lot of things because I had the foundational knowledge to build on top of it. Mm -hmm. And then I've done like courses and things like that here or there to actually build that knowledge up. on say things like AWS. <coughs> but for example, uh, I've got a friend um, working at Amazon as a product manager, and he's responsible for the parents' experience, um, right. which is all about kind of um, how do we monetize when, you know, customers change their spending patterns, and one of them is when they have mm-hmm. a baby. So how do we better help them kind of, you know, get what they need and provide that um, experience to them? And he works a lot with, like, actual tangible products. Wow, yeah. So the the product management there is a lot different. So it does depend on the yeah. company that you work for and the team that you're in right. in that company as I well. guess with Atlassian, like, the products are really focused on, on software developers. So exactly. you would want more of a technical yeah. foundation. Yeah. Like, it's not necessary, but I think it would definitely help <coughs> because then you're able to... Yeah. I think you're able to connect with the product a lot more as well, like, having that knowledge. Um, but it's not... Like, you can definitely pick it up mm-hmm. while you're working, as long as you're committed to learning mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's really cool. <coughs> cool, yeah. So then, going to now, like, team management and what uni students can take away from, I guess, your experience as a product manager. Um, first up, did you like team projects when you were at university? Or? No. Why, why yeah. was that? <laughs> do, you, do you like team? No, I, I, I absolutely not. I've, I've had great experiences with, oh, with really? teams, yeah. which is so strange. I the opposite. I've yeah. had terrible experiences. Which is so strange, yeah. I've, I've just been lucky, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've had some good teams and I've had some pretty terrible teams. Mm. So, like, with the good teams, I think the things that work yeah. are, like, clear, like, responsibilities and delegation on, right. like, who's doing what and then coming together and actually doing it and having each of those people be committed. Yeah. That happened one time. Oh, yeah. No, right. yeah. <laughs> and when you felt it, you were like, yes, yeah. this is what it was supposed and to be. And it was in my final um, year oh, as well. So okay. it was like, that's great. It was a That's great a great end. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but... It's like the graduation it was, goggles. Yeah, it was very much like, oh, did it really take five years <laughs> to get to this point? Like... Come on. Um, well, I just imagine you at that moment, like, doing, this, like, repairs. It's like, is this happening? Is this <laughs> Is this... People are Does it have to be this easy? Like, I don't have to, like, follow Do up with this person, like, 17 times yeah. to do their work. Yeah. yeah. 
Or like, this person hasn't dropped out of this class yet. <laughs> oh, I've had that. That's I've had that. Where they like, halfway through the pro- like assignment, they're like, yeah. I dropped out. It's like, thanks for <laughs> leaving me. Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yep. And then it like becomes a smaller team. Or like, if you're working with one other person, you're like, great. Well, you stranded me on this island by yeah. myself, didn't or you? Or you're like, on the group chat message, you like said like, hey, where's everyone up to? And yeah. just seen. Like, <laughs> days, and you're like, cool <laughs> like tumble with <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so then with your kind of knowledge now in, in, in team what would you say um what could uni students take away from your experience like when you start off a team project mm-hmm. what should you do to kind of maximize the chance that this will be an okay team <laughs> <laughs> okay. not even really great like we're just striving for okay if you start getting the red flags how as a product manager would you change this? Like, yeah, yeah. Change the system. Even the system, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah change the system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, the way that we run projects here at Atlassian, um, the first thing that we do um, coming together as a new team is always a roles and responsibilities play. That's very much getting together in a room and saying, like, what are all the different roles and what are the responsibilities and what are the dependencies that we have on each other? What do we expect from each other? Um, that works out really well because you define from the beginning what you need from another person or what you expect from another person. And that would have really helped in group projects where there can always be a level of miscommun- miscommunication, um, especially like. And then this also helps kind of highlight what are the strengths that people have. Like some people are really good at writing reports. Some people are very good at like kind of looking at this very ambiguous space and finding some meaning in it. And some people are really good at just like kind of research as a whole. Um, And those people should do the stuff that they're good at. There's no point using that time when you have a team assignment to go out and like you can definitely learn something new, but like you should also again play to your strengths and let the team know what you're good at from the beginning because I don't know about you guys, but a lot of the times that I worked in group assignments, I wasn't really with my friends because I always got separated in yeah, tutorials. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't really know these people really well. So, like, being very clear from the front and saying, hey, I really suck at, like, you know, um, referencing. Because right. I do. I, I should have just said that for Because <laughs> yeah. what they end up doing is they, the they split it out. And it takes me a lot longer to do it, and I right. end up being wrong anyway. So I may as well have given that to someone else and taken on something that they were doing. Yeah. So from the beginning, being very clear on what you're good at, what you're going to be responsible for, and what's kind of – how does everyone work together? Because I work really well online. Um, some people work really well when they're doing video calls, yeah. and that's the only time they get work done. And that doesn't work for me because I I like being autonomous, going away, kind of doing my own research, putting it together and then coming back and discussing it. But some people don't do that. But like being very clear from the outside and going like, this is just how I work. And like, you will be more successful in working, working with me if you do this for me. Um, But defining that from the outset and then having checkpoints along the way. So say something's due in like three months, having like a one month checkpoint and saying like, hey, how does everyone feel? Like a mini retro, for example, and saying like, how confident are you that we're going to get high distinction (laughs) in this this assignment? Yeah, like, and actually having checkpoints and say, okay, cool. Like, oh, why do you feel that way? And then that person can be like, hey, I'm really drowning in research. I can't get all of this done. It surfaces all of these problems and kind of builds trust with the team as well, which is the most important part. Like I think, the biggest downside to doing a team assignment is like not having that trust with your team. No one's kind of um, brand because or... everyone's like everyone's like oh each man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone then, thinks they're so, carrying everyone else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so like having that trust and saying like oh Adrian okay all right like you're joining in this like how about I help you here and then like you can maybe help out later on right. and working together and like it kind of builds trust along the way. Um, 
And as a product manager, always prioritizing what needs to be done. Yeah. Because I've been in group assignments where someone wanted to spend so long doing something that didn't even matter. Yeah. And it was worth mm. two, two marks. Mm. Yeah. Out of a 40 mark. You just that that really, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt care. that deep in my soul. <laughs> yeah. So prioritizing and looking at like, hey, where can we maximize our marks? We're like, this is worth 10 marks. Like we should spend most of our time on this. Right. Or like, let's really collaborate and make sure this part is right. So like actually ruthlessly prioritizing. If something's worth one mark, like we probably shouldn't spend six weeks on it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so as a product manager, really thinking like, what is the most important thing that we could do to maximize the marks that we get? Because your end goal is to get like a high distinction. That should be your end goal always. Yeah. Um, so figuring out what needs to, like what you should actually work on so that you can maximize that. Yeah. I love how you say high distinction and you go all the time. Even if you think you're like pass, <laughs> just go for the HD. You don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> and if you just think like a product manager, you should just get a HD. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> just natural. I know. It, just, it should be just happy. Yeah, it's like a personality type. I guess you're experiencing when things don't work out or like a product kind of doesn't go the way you planned. What is an example of a bad product or an example of... Or a bad decision, maybe. Yeah. And you have to like kind of recoup and kind of make sure you're learning from that. Or I guess well. a moment where the product management person was really needed yeah so one of the good examples i wasn't involved in this and yeah i have to say i have made like the way that i've learned in product management is yeah. making lots of lots of terrible decisions and like lots of failures along the mm-hmm. way um nothing that took the company down at last still you know on its <laughs> <I'll be> kicking. <laughs> but one of the one of the things of working really fast and like making decisions is sometimes you make the wrong one and the ability to be actually be able to pivot and say oh, i screwed up i'm gonna take a step back realize what went wrong and then learn from it is definitely the best way to go. Um, a good example of this is um, back in, this is not an example for me, we just shipped it at a, yeah. as Atlassian. Um, we decided to translate our products and we told ourselves, we're gonna translate it in 12 languages. Great, right? Like yeah. 12 languages, that's amazing. We shipped it, it was awesome. We're like, this is amazing. We're such an awesome team. We are so smart. Claps, um, claps. <laughs> claps all the way, yeah. Uh, and then we got this, with flood of customer feedback um and then i love showing this like um tweet that this guy did where he said whoever translated um the atlassian products in icelandic um should probably be fired because it's not right and that's bad publicity we realized that like we were we we were so focused on like hey we want to show up ship 12 languages that we didn't really look at like hey we didn't really look at the user goal at all like, mm-hmm. we didn't think about how translations would help our users be successful, mm-hmm. and that's why we didn't really prioritize the quality of the translations. Mm-hmm. Because all we were looking at was ship tra- 12 translations. Great. Nice. Done. Yeah. Um, looking at it from a product management lens, we would be, what will this help the user do? Successfully work with our tools in, you know, X language. And our goals would have been completely different for that. Right. So that's where the the real value of product managers comes in and that's one one area where I didn't wasn't directly involved in but that's something that I definitely mm-hmm. learned from there are things that like I've made um bets on that haven't gone the way that um you know planned and that happens and as Atlassian we celebrate failure more than actually you know saying oh you you screwed up right. you're fired yeah. it's more like hey <coughs> if we're gonna fail let's fail really fast we try <laughs> to get anything anything like anything right. we want to ship we want to get it out as soon as possible get feedback on it and either go great that was awesome customers love it or 
customers are very vocal. They'll tell us if they hate mm-hmm. something. So really getting that feedback back and going, okay, all right, well, that didn't work. What went wrong? And how can we fix it? And then how can we improve and make sure we don't make this mistake in the future? Because mm. it's always something you can do to improve. Yeah. At the beginning, it must be so scary. Like, oh my God, I just pushed this out. And it may be your first project. I would yeah. push that. Customers hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. hate comments. Yeah. Like, no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> But then I guess the culture really helps, like yes. making sure yeah. that failures are wins rather than mm-hmm. successes. Win. Yeah. But my first project as like an uh, intern or a grad, I think, was to implement a NPS survey at the end of our mm, shopping cool. cart. Great, right? Yeah. Um, we had a 0.5% um, like uh, response rate. Oh. That's not great. Okay. And we were showing this to every single customer that was purchasing um, products from us. That's a lot of people. Yeah. 0.5%. Wow. That's like an epic fail. <laughs> yeah. But it was what I learned from that, which was all about kind of like then digging deeper into, well, why aren't they actually using it? Like what's happening? Is there something happening on the back end? Are we actually showing this every single time they right. purchase something? Are they just crossing it out? And based on the feedback that we're getting, like what what is actually going on? And then learning from that and then kind of building a better tool to do that. Um, we realized that was not the way to go because what all we were doing was annoying customers. Okay. Um, but like learning from that and actually having that knowledge and then once you have that, it's very much like next time you have to implement something like yeah. this, you really think about it and go, okay, all right, like do we really want to do that? Do we really want to show that to every single user? Right. Um, and it, like that's the best way to learn. That's so good. Just so you get like desensitized. To yeah. You're just like, you know what? It's the best learned. way. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Has there been a moment like that's like the opposite of failure, like a really successful and you're like, oh my God, yes, this is why I'm a product manager oh that's gonna happen soon um there's a there's a bunch of things that we've shipped in the past that like has been really really good Mm -hmm. um but one of the things that customers are really waiting for is the jira server mobile app which Mm -hmm. is what i'm currently working on and uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or in our next release we get to really ship that out to customers and get that excitement and that's what i think they're going to be really really excited about because um, a lot of the other stuff that I work on is quite technical. Yeah. And um, I don't. a lot of the times there are improvements, but customers don't really notice it because things go well, which is right. what we want. Right. But um, this is quite customer-facing, and it's like impacting every single one of our on-prem customers. So, And there's a lot of excitement around that. So. For people who don't know much about Jira, <laughs> would you want to describe what it is? Yes. Uh, Jira is an issue tracking tool that software teams can use to track the um, progress of their work. They can create issues for each of the work um, things that they're doing and then move that along a workflow from mm-hmm. to do to done. They can add things like QA demos, QA kickoffs. The way Atlassian uses this to, to also build our own software, which means that we dog food our software as well um, and get a lot of, lot of internal feedback <laughs> too. So that's just how we use it. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think about how Atlassian would use their own yeah. products to do their software development process. It's like how lots of companies just make their own internal tools, but Elastic just ships everything. <laughs> yeah. So like we've realized that our customers use our tools very differently to how we use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use it in a very unique way. We just use it to build our own tools. Right. But like other customers use it for different things. Um, for example, Bose uses our tools in a way that any issue um, that comes up with their... Um, with their headphones or like any of their devices, they use Jira Service Desk to actually mark that, take a photo of it, and upload it to that thing. So every issue actually has a Jira Service Desk ticket for it. So mm-hmm. it's it's that's not how we use it at all because we don't right. have tangible products. But it's always it, that's why it's always interesting to talk to customers, and that's why we never make our product decisions based on how Atlassian uses right, right. like our tools. It comes like naturally just from how customers use it. 
Then, each customer uses it differently. Yeah. <laughs> each customer has their own configurations that they can do because Jira is really flexible. So everyone will have their own workflows. Mm -hmm. Everyone will have their own customizations. So it's it's always good to learn like why are they doing it and what's it helping them do. Um, we've seen HR teams use it. Our marketing teams use it internally as well. But yeah, we use it very differently to mm -hmm. any of our customers. Awesome. Cool. So just to wrap up, um, like the person that's listening right now, they made it to the end. Um, what sort of advice would you have just to the person? Like, they're so motivated. What should they do right now to kind of maybe not, like, if they want to do product management, sure. Um, but, like, what's that piece of advice that you would give to, say, the listener? Just university <coughs> students in general? Like, yeah, just yeah, product yeah. management? Like, oh, product management. Basically, people are computer scientists. Uh, oh, Who are interested science. in product yeah. management? Ooh, <coughs> that's a good one. Um, I think the biggest one that's helped me through university and what I tell every university student anytime I go to an event or anything like that is get involved. Yeah. Um, get involved in extracurricular activities, get involved and do an internship, shadow someone, do things outside of university that'll help you get like a clear picture of what you want to do after. Mm -hmm. Because learning at this time and learning about all the different opportunities you have available to you, mm -hmm. um, because I think right now is a really good time as well. I think UNSW has a great culture when it comes to computer science as yeah. well. Um, there's so much out there, like so many people you can learn from, so many people you can connect with. So it's great getting a high distinction. It's amazing at mm -hmm. university. You should still strive for that. But at the same time, keep that balance between like studying versus actually meeting people and like getting involved in things that are happening, doing internships, doing, you know, volunteer work, things like that. Because that's the real life mm -hmm. that will help you. All of the internships that I got, even my job at Atlassian, no one asked for a transcript. And right. that's not to say that like a transcript is not important. Right. I just think that in technology, you as a person, um, to get, like the numbers in your transcript don't matter as much. Yeah. It's more who you are as a person. What other things did you get involved with? And like how are you going to add value to the organization? Because I kind of brought that to Atlassian as well. It's not yeah. just that I do my job every single day. I'm involved in like extracurricular activities at Atlassian and beyond, partnering with other organizations as well that are here in Sydney to like do things. So, so cool. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you so much. So much. No, thank you. <laughs>um, I think, okay, so like a little bit of a backstory on me. So I started computer science like three years ago. Yeah. And in my second year at the end of it, I did an internship at Google. Oh, I also did an internship at YSEC as well. So both are software developers. Right. And then after <laughs> that, I did an internship at a startup. It's called Shibit as like a data oh, science kind of wait. person. That's, oh, do you know Shibit? Shibit's, that's near, um, it's near here. It's, it's near like Hyde Park. Yeah, 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 that kind of area. I know where it is. Yeah, exactly. I've been to the Yeah. So after my Google internship, actually, I was like feeling, um, I guess, a bit uh, disillusioned with um, computer programming, basically. Right. Um, mainly because I felt like there was a really big distance between what I was doing and the actual value right. that a user would realize, for example. And like a really big disconnect between um, what I was doing and like the business purpose and like, like all those kinds of decisions. Yeah. So to give you more detail, Google, I was like working on like really, really back-end thing. It was some, I was, working, 
really, really deep in the back. Server like, within servers. Like, yeah. Like my team, um, what they do is they create, um, they're like the stats and logging program for every yeah. single Google oh, service. Yeah. And then I was creating a benchmark so that we can test the speed of their service within Google. So they they already really, really back end. So was it's internal a, as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was creating yeah. like an internal tool for yeah. a really, really back end product. Mm -hmm. And I was like six layers of abstraction from right. like <laughs> where the actual value was right, happening. Right, right. So that probably accentuated that experience. But I think um, after that, I was just trying to like try out new experiences. So that's why I went to the data science thing. Mm -hmm. But I think what drew me to product management was mainly like working with the user, I guess. Um, so did you get exposed to product management while you're at the internship? And that's how you knew about the role or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, sorry, that's a really good point. Yeah, at Google, um, while I was like talking about these issues that I was having, like one of my managers suggested maybe I should look into product management, and that's the first time I heard about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of led me down this path of like doing all this kind of stuff. Mm. Anyway, so the stuff I work on mainly that I worked on in my internship was like strategy work, so mm. it's very very disconnected from kind of the stuff I've been doing before. So it's right. very very high level kind of stuff. But um, I think at Atlassian, they made sure to give me a project that was like, at least it was quite impactful. Yeah. And now that I've done the strategy work, it's like, it's like on the roadmap and it's like one of the core strategies for our team and moving forward. So that was good. But um, in terms of how it connects to computer science, I think there's like two connection points. So firstly, the domain I was working in was very related. Right. So the strategy I was building is focused on how we, how we can increase integrations between um, software development tools and like Jira, basically. Right. Jira's software is mainly used for like software teams and like tracking software work. Yeah. And so, I was, yeah, the strategy I was working on was like helping to connect that. So that was the first thing. So I had lots of domain knowledge in that area. So I didn't have to like read up about it. And I think the most important part is being able to empathize with the user in that yeah. case. So I've already been a developer and I kind of know what it's like to right. be in that situation. Yeah. So and, you were your own customer in that case. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And I think that's really important with empathy. But at the same time, it's also important to, it's also good to have like an outsider's perspective. Mm -hmm. So that's something I didn't have. And the second thing is, I guess I think a lot of people say this, but it's like the problem solving kind of skills that you learn right. at, in computer science. Um, you know, like breaking down a problem into its parts and playing it out. I think a lot of the patterns that we see as a product manager, mm -hmm. it's like almost the same as in computer science. Like you break right. down a problem, you try to find all the little parts and all the discrete parts, getting them into chunks before you can start and tackle it. And I think that really helps in terms of being a product manager because not having that skill, I think, is really bad because I think the hardest thing to tackle as a product manager is all the uncertainty that is right. sort of prevalent in the job. And yeah. if you don't have the ability to break down something into its chunks, it's like really, really You just got to feel more and more uncertain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you have this like you're building like, on yeah, you that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess... If you were to retro on the things you've learned as a product manager now, yep. um, and like before you kind of wanted to go into product management because you wanted more impact and more be closer to the user mm. um, and, and generally just make an impact. Yep. Um, if you were to retro now and say, okay, me before the internship, what was I thinking? Yep. Um, the expectations and then what are the realities of being a product manager? Do they align together? Those right, expectations are reality. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, 
So I guess go, ex- going into the internship, yeah. I didn't expect too much because right. there's actually not that much literature around what a product manager does. Exactly. <laughs> it's quite airy fairy. It's like, yeah. you do this, yeah. and you kind of make sure the product works. And every company is different, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And every company is different. So I don't have huge expectations. But right. I guess the ex- expectation I held is that I was hoping that it would be what I wanted, which is like what you said before, yeah. the impact and being close to the user and like working on like, you know, those user-centric problems instead mm. of engineering problems. I think in terms of those three things I just mentioned, it definitely satisfied what I wanted. Um, but I think the thing that surprised me most about it is how hard it was to be a product manager. Right. Like dealing, like I said before, dealing with that uncertainty. And I think that when you join as a product manager, I think everyone just assumes that you're a certain kind of person. Oh. And this kind of person is like someone who reaches to get stuff and like it's really it. autonomous uh, like that kind of stuff yeah. i think i'm kind of like that person a little bit yeah but like it's very it was really weird in a work setting mm. doing all these kinds of stuff because people they don't really give you much work to them just like all right here you go like here's the problems yeah. like go go hand did you see so, that like kind of persona in everyone else that was working around you or did they kind of think that you were that because i don't know you gave up this aura oh right <laughs> to a degree i did right. see that like i think product management attracts a specific kind of person mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily attract a specific technical skill set it's yeah. more like a specific kind of person yeah. the way i would describe it is that these product managers are really good at life in the sense of like oh. setting goals and like uh, <laughs> yeah. right. not, not necessarily organized it's just like they approach life in a very specific like way that really fits being a product manager because like product management is almost i feel like like life you just like your product is your life, and you have yeah. your goals and your metrics, right. and like what you're doing this week, or what you're doing next month. If it's been to people, that kind of stuff. When we were talking to Isha, she was mentioning that the one DNA trait um, that kind of threads throughout each product manager would be that they're so curious, they ask so many questions. Do you it's think like that's the like five whys? Right. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> Do you like think the, that's yeah. like accurate um, from what you've seen? And yeah, I think that's definitely accurate from what right. I've seen. Yeah, because in terms of like breaking down a problem mm-hmm. that's like one of the key things you need to be able to do yeah. like be able to see i guess like being what being curious enables you to do is to see all those little holes where yeah. people haven't seen them before and that's that value you really bring to right. the team because you know, engineers can scope out these problems yeah. engineers understand users but you know you need to bring that first like the high level view of everything and being strategic about it but also like looking at all the little details that scope down like how yeah. you actually do it right no exactly yeah <laughs> damn Sounds so like yeah. So for a conversation with Isha, she was like, "Yeah, we basically just run the shit." <laughs> uh, yeah. But that being said, it sounds really hard. I don't think it's. Um, yeah, how would you hard? compare like, it with, say, the software engineering role? Right. I think software engineering role is so much harder, but that just might be because I'm not. My nature is an alliance mm-hmm. with being a software engineer. What made it feel easier to be like in a product management role? Like, what made it feel like okay, this is a lot better than software engineering for me? Yeah, I think it just yeah, like I said, I think it suits me better in terms of, for example, like I think the two key considerations I had was like what kind of problems do I like solving, mm-hmm. and what do I like my day to day work to look like. And in terms of the first one, I just feel like I said before, I feel like solving user centric problems. Yeah. And when I'm solving engineering problems, I just uh, get excited about it. I'm just kind of bored. I get and that's why <laughs> it's kind of hard. Like, I it's really hard to be happy. Yeah. And I think this second one is like, in terms of day to day work, I really find it hard to focus behind a computer for like yeah. more than an hour or two. Right. And being a product manager, it's just easier to be able to get up and go to a meeting. Yeah. 
So like I schedule my day in like a good way to break yeah. up all this time. Whereas yeah. as, as an engineer, I'm just like sitting there. Yeah. It's like 20 to 30% is productive work. The other is just like me messing yeah. around. So. In, in my previous experience as an intern, um, a lot of it was just coding. And yeah, it's such a solitary like lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're by yourself. And yeah. Like people uh, wear like headphones yeah. and they just want to like shut out the world and just do what they want to do. Yeah, and exactly. for some people, it's just... Not yeah, the way yeah, I feel like some people that it's like the opposite. Like last week, um, one of my like bosses, he was like coming over to like check on some demos. Yeah. And he was like, You're so lucky, you just like code every day. Right. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he misses it because he's in yeah, every day. Yeah, he's in meetings oh, all day. And he was just standing there like, oh. I envy you. <laughs> yeah, I envy you. And I'm just like, I envy you. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> See you for a day. Very yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be in meetings. <laughs> Oh, oh that is so true. I've actually heard so many people like that. Yeah. Yeah. The meetings, like as a software engineer, you go away for your code. And it's like, oh, this is so good. I don't have to write any code. Yeah. Like, like we're out of right now. Is, like <laughs> your eyes are like watering. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious as to like how you kind of ended up knowing what to do in your product management internship because like in university you're not yeah. really told what a product manager is or anything. No, you have no idea exactly. So. Yeah. I wonder, because like with software engineering, we kind of know, we're right. like, we're taught yeah. it throughout we, we our right entire life. Yeah. <laughs> so do they like train you or like give you like books or something to read right. to know like what you're going to do for the next, like yeah. for your first week even? Yeah, I think so. I think it's super that. I think the first thing you said that, you know, we're taught what software engineering was like yeah. in university. I think that's kind of true. Yeah. But when you get on the job, I don't know if you guys have been doing internships. Yeah. I personally felt that, like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and, like, I was just going through the motions. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously, you know how to write the code. Yeah. I mean, I'd hope you do. But then after <laughs> that, like, <laughs> there's all these extra things to it that are really hard yeah. to ascertain. But I feel like it doesn't stray too far. It's no, like, it doesn't. At least true. you know, like, okay, Git or, like, yeah. you know, like, the basic fundamentals of mm. what is in place. But yeah. Yeah. for product management, if I was to get into, go into an internship, I'd be like, what the hell do I do? Like, no, do that's, I, okay, yeah, that like, is very like, some post-it yeah. notes yeah. or... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. I think, so in terms of your question, you asked if there's any like formal structures in place to mm-hmm. teach us about product management. Um, unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, <laughs> there's a whole lot we can I think it mainly, I think, revolves around like a lack of numbers in order to do that. So we had five interns in our cohort. Right. Um, and I think, sorry, a lack of numbers and lack of longevity. I'm sure the, um, the graduates are actually taught because I remember going to a class which was for graduates and kind of just snuck in. Yeah. And they, they were talking at like a really high meta level, yeah. like what is a product manager? Like, You're like, this is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like a crash course in yeah. like product management yeah. thing. But we didn't have that as interns, unfortunately. So maybe I'll do that next year because they're increasing the numbers dramatically mm-hmm. for interns. Oh, yeah. um, but I think mainly for me, it was just like trial by fire. And also, so like we got assigned like a buddy or like a mentor when we started. So that was really helpful like just going through our problems and like sparring it. So basically what I would do, I would come in with into, I'd meet my buddy, sorry. And then I'd have like an issue that I'm working on. So like say I was doing competitor analysis and I was like, I have no idea how to do this. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, okay, maybe have you considered all these things? And then I'll go do that. And then I'll kind of like learn through that process. And the second way I learned is like through the other interns, like we just complained to each other. We were like, I think for, six weeks we just spent the whole time going we have no idea what we're doing we're just like doing this and doing that and like um that was quite stressful to go through were that. you like the first product 
management interns? No, we've got. Oh, okay. I think they've had them for like two, three years. Okay. So it's still like still very new. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still very new. Yeah, and the the amount of people coming in are very little. Like I think the year before was only one person. Mm-hmm. So like one in the five. Okay. So it's very surprising. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So unfortunately, there wasn't any kind of thing. But I, but I feel like it was still quite easy or not that easy but like it was reasonable to learn everything yeah was it reminiscent of anything you learned from uni like a specific course or maybe your activity because i'm hearing things like pattern analysis and instantly that jumps up as a freaking consultant right? oh right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting um, um what do you think there was a correlate to me in my uni work but there was definitely a correlation between my work as co-president right. of okay. CCSOC. So this is kind of what led me down this True, path as well. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, it's just like dealing with that uncertainty and kind of like having your vision of the world and breaking that down to problems. How can I actually, what can I actually do to get to that mm-hmm. thing? And that was very, very, it wasn't super close to it was very quite close to related. Yeah. For the internship, mm-hmm. uh, how did you find out first that there was a product manager internship? Yeah. And then the, how did you like for that, oh, especially yeah. because you don't know. Yeah, yeah. you don't even know how. Like, what? <laughs> oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> how good. did you prepare for yeah. that? Like, what are they? What you don't have to give questions because obviously those are kind oh, of, no, of course, yeah. um, trademark. Yeah. Uh, but like, how do you prepare? Like, what sort of things would be useful to know about? Right. Okay, so I'll start from the like the how I found out. Right. Um, I think so. I'm while well, I was at Google, I was like, okay, product manager might be something I want to go into, yeah. and I looked into it. And there's only actually one place in Sydney that does product oh, management shit. And it's here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. We either, I think there was a few others I found, but most of them were overseas. But this, this one, one was the yeah. most well. I know, like, Facebook does. Oh, like, like just. Yeah, but that's overseas as well. Right, yeah. yeah. So I think, in terms of the one that's local and easiest, easiest to get into, in the sense that, you know, if you're applying overseas, you're competing with all these US people as mm. well, and they're more likely to choose them. That is like more yeah. cheap. Um, so that. So that was like kind of what led me down that path. And I think as co-president, I already had known about Alasin through that. So right. I didn't Alasin. Um, but I'm sure most people would know about Alasin. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially you in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like. exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's how I found out about it. In terms of preparation, um, I think there's like three phases to the interview. And there's four if you're a graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at a high level, it's like you have a phone call with the recruiter. Mm-hmm. just like a HR screen, I think. Yeah. And then you have this homework task. And then you have uh, the on-site interviews. There's a technical interview and there's a whiteboarding one. And then if you're a graduate, there's also the final interview with the head of product here. Wow. Yeah. It's oh, cool. head of product isn't as scary as it sounds. Yeah. There's like, actually like 18 head of products. Ah. So, so they just manage like what? like You're six, like imagining yeah. the CEO. No, no, no. This is not, no, no, no. More, all 18. Yeah, <laughs> all 18. <laughs> around this, this table <laughs> oh no he's just he's one of the, he's the head of product that looks after the APM program right so yeah um homework tasks it's just like you're given like these four sets of questions and I think the way I prepared for it was um I think I prepared for any tasks it's like you do it once and then you ask for like feedback on it and I luckily I had one friend last year who had done the same task mm-hmm. he didn't get through it unfortunately but I was able to like then use his answers as like a second guide to what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and I think overall it took like five to five to ten hours ish. I don't remember exactly. Oh, yeah. So I went through two drafts with that. Right. Um, and the second one is the technical and the whiteboard. 
So the technical is just like um, they ask you behavioral kinds of questions and also like product management style questions. So like a really high level example is like, you know, think about a product you like, um, what do you like about it, uh, what would you change kind of thing. And the whiteboard is just, I think they, they just ask you to go through um, just a project that you like and to talk about that. Um, yeah, I don't think I can give yeah, too no, much no, more no, detail no, to I, that. Yeah. So you have all these kind of mechanisms of assessing something, but what would yeah, that definitely. something be? Like, what are they overarching? What are they trying, trying to, to look figure for? out for? Yeah. yeah, that's a really hard question. <laughs> I think they're trying to ascertain um, your intuition for products. Right. I think they're also trying to um, ascertain like how your path that you've taken to this current moment and your motivations and reasons for doing it and if they're genuine or not and they're also trying to figure out i guess like the way you think yeah so in terms of like before you guys said before about the curiosity thing mm-hmm. so do you guys ask do you ask them questions are you like data driven in the sense of like not just going through things blindly actually thinking about what you're doing so being cognizant of that um i think other things like the way you think about problems so thinking from instead of just going like here's what I need to do, it's breaking it down into problems and trying to map those problems to actual solutions and like thinking in terms of that way. Um, but yeah, I think the perspective you should take is that they obviously understand that you have no idea what product management right. is. Yeah. And I'm sure like you probably read around about it, but I think they're trying to figure out if you're the right personality and the right fit for it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms of how I prepared for those two interviews, I think... What I did was really helpful. I actually have a friend who does consulting. So she's in um, UCC or something. Nice. Yeah. And I think that was really helpful in terms of like structuring the way I talk. Yeah. And also like um, structuring the way I talk and like thinking problem first kind of thing, like breaking down a problem. So yeah, she really helped me in that. And I found that really helpful. I know in consulting, you have so many different frameworks of thinking about problems. Oh, exactly. Yeah. uh, I'm sure if you have like a background in consulting, because I don't. Oh, I don't have I just any have, background. I just have mates that do it. Yeah, I just have mates as well. Yeah, and exactly. I'm like, what the hell, are you guys? Like, yeah. they talk about trees and yeah. shit. Um, so, like, do you think from I guess your mates or what you've seen, consulting might be a good gateway into thinking whether or not product management might be a good fit for you? I think consulting is a an okay gateway. Yeah. I think that consulting is different in that you don't actually get to ship any of the things you suggest is yeah. the main thing you're so you're strategy. yeah exactly you're very very high level right. in like doing strategy kind of stuff and i think especially as a junior um pm you probably won't be doing stuff like that necessarily right. um so i think it's de- like a decent mm-hmm. a decent measure but i wouldn't say it's the best yeah. i think what consulting is though is like it's a good way to learn some of the skills they actually need right. to be. I think in the interview, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be yeah, so good to definitely. actually do it that way. Yeah, that's really. Good. Would you were you planning on learning about the Atlassian product before you went into the internship? Did you think about like maybe they'll ask me an Atlassian product specifically? Oh yeah, no, that's a good question. I think, <laughs> yeah, I did do that, and I think there's so many. Yeah, no, there's so yeah. many. I just imagine they like, ask about yeah. yeah, they ask about <laughs> strides. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I think... the only prepared for Jira. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, Jira server, Jira cloud. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I actually didn't know that there was a Jira server. Yeah. So, <laughs> either, so I think I just did um like what you said. It was just like really high level, like you know, I learned what Jira is. I right, sorry, I've used Jira before, but I learned in more detail what it is. Right. And then like confluence. And then like I guess like just looking at the product and thinking like what what would I change about it? And like right. also confluence as well. But I only focused on the two Jira levels, yeah. I guess looking at products and asking like why they did that Actually, way. Probably five ways. Yeah. yeah. Five ways. Like, like, why? Why do they have that? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why? Why does it have that color? You're yeah. really better. Yeah, I googled. That's actually. Um, I was asking some of the PMs about advice and like mm-hmm. how I, I guess I can be more in that mindset. Yeah, and right. she, that was one of the things she suggested. Like when you, whenever you look at a product, just ask why people use it, why you like it, what you don't like about it, what you change about it kind of stuff. Yeah. And so you slowly build like that intuitive product muscle, I mm-hmm. guess. And I think that's like going back to what you guys were saying before about what they're trying to look for. I think that's another thing they're trying to look for. Like people who go around and like they're when they use something, they're not they're actually conscious about it and they're looking at it and critiquing yeah. it. Yeah. Instead of just using it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Andrew. Yeah, no worries. As a final bit of uh like takeaways, yeah. what would you say to the person who's listening now? Um, maybe they're deciding about product management and they're still defense. Like, yeah. what advice would you have for that person? Um, or anyone in university, really? Right. Like, just what's a call to action that someone <laughs> <do>? <laughs> That's fair. Um, I would say, so my perspective on the way university operates and the way I kind of like played the game in yeah. university mm-hmm. is kind of like I went for trying out as many experiences as I could. Right. And I think in computer science, we're so lucky in that. Not only do we get to like work at all these amazing companies, like we work at banks, we work at tech companies, yeah. we work at like startups. We also get the opportunity to work overseas as well, which is like amazing. Like yeah. no one else gets that. And we also get to try out these other professions that are like kind of connected, like product management and design as well, actually. Mm-hmm. I've I have a few friends that have actually moved into design. Um and I think, yeah, in terms of like my advice to university students, I would say optimize for these like these diverse experiences. So yeah. So when you actually do end up graduating, which is like maybe in three, four years, you have like a more clear understanding of what you want to do. Um, because I think at like an intellectual level, you can be like, yeah, I don't like like programming or right. I like product management kind of thing. Right. But you don't really know until you've actually done it. You don't yeah. develop that intuitive level of understanding. Yeah. So yeah, that would be what I would suggest. And in terms of people considering um, product management, I think I already said this before, but it's like, I would consider the two questions, which is what problems you want to solve and what do you want your day-to-day work to be like? Yeah. And if you kind of segue your answers towards like user-centric things and like you kind of want your data to be more diverse instead of just um, like in big chunks as a software engineer, <laughs> then I would say, you know, maybe you should consider it. And if you are, like you may as well apply. Because yeah. I think definitely this is the most opportune time to apply now that Alexa is scaling up so much. This year is insane. Yeah, like, it is insane. They are hiring so much more so than they are. So if you want to get in, now is the, the best time. Like, well, that's the call to action. Yeah, now is the call to action. This is actually the perfect time. Alexa.com slash Yeah, because um, this is like, not many people know about it, but there's so many roles available. So you can actually get in, but soon, because now they're starting to spread the word yeah. about like product management and soon like first years are going to hear about it. Yeah, because right. actually... They have it on site on, like, Thursday. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, like, I only heard about end of second year, but I met, like, there was this person in first year who, like, messaged me and was like, 
you give me advice, but give me product manager. And I was right. like, probably already know that already. Like, what the heck? He's out of here. You're like offended. Like, city boys, ready. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. So, um, yeah. yeah. Where would they be able to reach out to you? Um, www.facebook.com. Oh, no. <laughs> and your mom. <laughs> um, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe like LinkedIn would be best. Yeah, I Yeah, yeah. Or like maybe email, I don't know. Yeah. 